Hey everybody, welcome back to the Double Click Podcast. This week we talk about how much I should be an impact. Alright, well, welcome back everyone, and obviously we need to explain what we're talking about today. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this actually stems from a, uh, a conversation you and I had yesterday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we started getting this going, um, and actually we've had this conversation a lot before. Yeah. But it really what it deals with is the tension of you, what you're called to do, what your role is, yeah. um, where you're headed in your life, and how much... You need to balance the, the the aspect of you being successful and knowing you're being successful or obedient in what you're called to do, yeah. versus tripping into the ego zone, yeah, and, and knowing how to do that. Yeah, and I think one way we said it was was putting the I'm an impact, right? I am like I yep. am. Like, how much do I need to be in there? And a little caveat: this, at least for us, stemmed from and may sound very ministry esque, like in the ministry world. But like you said earlier, Matt, it it could be applicable to your spouse or your family or your job yeah. or or anything that yeah. you have an impact. Like, at. am I being successful as a parent? Right. You know, am I being a good spouse? Right. Am I executing my job and moving us forward? Does, does does what I do every day matter? Yeah. Yeah. And really, the tension comes from like we'll read scriptures and we'll like we like we just went through James that mm-hmm. talked about faith without works. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's there's some evidence to what you're doing that is making a difference that is yeah. changing. There's there's the aspect of you will know them by your fr- their fruit. Yeah. And that's given to us as the way we read other people. But we also look at our lives and go, okay, well where's the fruit of my faith, right? Like mm-hmm. and you know, I remember we were we were all riding the car and I asked you this question. I said, Justin, how many times have you been the catalyst person in leading someone to Christ? Mm-hmm. Like think back through your life and you gave me the response that was a lot like my response is like, man, it's it's pretty minimal. Like right. me sitting here thinking through it, there's a couple times where like I've happened to be the person that has like helped someone tell Jesus that that they they trust in Him as their yeah. Savior, yeah. like like as they're praying. But they're few and far between. And I'm sitting there going like, man, I'm almost I'm almost 20 years deep in ministry. So like all of a sudden I'm sitting there like as we're leaving that conversation, going, well, is what I'm doing doesn't matter, right? You know. And so that led us into this conversation of going. When you are leading worship on stage or when I'm preaching or, or executing a ministry event, like when people come to you and go, oh, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Like when people talk about how well you did, there's this big tension that's like, oh, I, I don't, it's not about me. It's about God. Yeah. Uh, there's part of my personality that just makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, like when people exactly. get, people come yeah. up and like, say I did good, like I, I begin to question everything. Right. right? Like, <laughs> did I do so bad right. that they're having to encourage me? Like, <laughs> do they want something? Like, it just it wrecks my brain. Um, but at the same time, like, there needs to be some way, right? Because that's what we're looking for. We're yeah. looking for the affirmation that we're not just blindly jumping off the deep end here. Yeah, I don't think whether it's ministry or our home life or our work life, I don't know that we can just live day to day doing something without some kind of metric or something that tells us where we're at, right? Like, are yeah. you are you heading in the right direction, the wrong direction? Are you doing well? Are you doing terrible? We're we're always looking for those for those arbiters, those those things that that help us know if if we're doing good or if we're doing bad. Right. And I think, you know, one thing that that I've always been told and many people have heard a pastor say this is like, well, look back where you were 5 years ago. Yeah. And look how different your life was. Yeah. 
and I think that gets harder the older you get in your faith, mm. right? Mm. Because like right at the beginning or, you know, when you were a teenager, your life's different than when you were an adult. When yeah. you were a parent with little kids, it's different than when you're a parent with older kids. Right. You know, and so there's, there's life shifts, but it gets really difficult to analyze yourself sometimes. And then you start, you run that danger of tripping down the ego wagon, right? right. Like it's all of a sudden about like, well, you, you need to be recognized for what you do. And it's right. like the joke I always always say, like uh, the company I Am Second, mm. like totally not scriptural. <laughs> you know? like yeah. it's, it, and, and so somebody, I know somebody did a parody one time. It's like, well, actually you're third, right? Yeah. Because you know? it's yeah. like God, others, myself, and yeah. I Am Second is it's God, then me, then others. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? And I've always joked that like, within the Christian realm. The deal is, as we always want to say like, Hey, I want God to get the glory, but I want to get the, get the credit for, yeah. the, for being the yeah. person that yeah. caused God to get the glory. Right. That's, you know? Yes. And that's yeah. the tension. And so you're trying to figure out how do you balance the feedback aspect, the awareness of I'm mm-hmm. moving in the right direction mm-hmm. that, Hey, yes, I am doing and being obedient to what God wants me to do without tripping over into the ego category to where it's, oh, I'm the catalyst. I'm the most spiritual person in the room. I'm the one that everybody does this with. Yeah, and I think there's also, and not that we have to go here, but there's also another dangerous side to that to go, hey, God's going to do it all. God's going to get the glory, and I'm just going to show up. And then I think we, we run the risk of falling into laziness or apathy within our ministry or, what again, whatever area of life that may be to where we're not putting time, energy, effort, and passion into to moving things forward and to growing in that area. So that's, that's maybe another side of things, too, where it becomes, it's it's not about me, so I'm going to step completely out, and I'm just going to just show up, and whatever happens, happens. That's that's not healthy either. But the other side of that, too, is it, it starts to hinge on us, and then our heads get big and our egos get yeah, swollen. Yep. And so I think the tension that I always, always, always say, especially with, People who are, we'll, we'll say it this way, people who are on stage or in leadership of any kind, you're going to falter one way or the other. You're mm-hmm. either going to struggle with self-doubt or you're going to struggle with the ego. And most people that I encounter that take any type of responsibility or leadership role or have responsibility placed on them, you're either you're either slipping down one of those two slopes. Yeah. Like you're, you're either getting ready to be like the egomaniac and you've got it all under control and nobody can tell you what to do, or you're captain self-doubt. And you're yeah. like, oh, I can't ever do this, da da da, et cetera. And and a and a good leader, I think, is not one who has it figured out. A good leader is someone who is aware of that and battles every single day to to make sure they're staying in the middle. You know, to where yep. it's towards, hey, I, I need to have confidence in who God's called me to be and where He's placed me, but also I can't do anything apart from Him. Exactly. <laughs> and I think that's it. That's one of the things as we get into this conversation. I think this is spiritually one of those points of tension. Like there is always within you, there is a little bit of a back and forth that leads you to trying to balance, yeah. right? And so one of the things that we talked about really as we were moving forward with this is, well, how, what's your metric? Mm-hmm. Like, like what are the questions you're asking? And one of the questions I ask right out of the gate that I, I feel like gives a different answer for everybody else is when you're looking at, am I being obedient? Like, am I doing what I'm supposed to do. And you're looking for those wins, those positives, those encouragements. Mm. Are you looking for feelings or factuals? Mm. Right? And I think a lot of that is is personality. Like I think there's certain times and 
there's certain times and certain personalities. And once again, we've talked about this before. We all have our definition of what counts, mm. right? Yeah. Yep. Which is very hard, yep. right? Because we go and like, we want to hear a person say this about us, which once again, where's that trip to? Right. That's a little bit of the self-doubt, but you're pulling some ego into right. it, right? right? Like somebody needs to tell me that I did this really, really well. This person told me I did a great job. Okay, great. But this person yeah. told me I did a great job. Wow, I really did a great job. Yeah, you know? and, and I think that's a reality like we've got to understand about ourselves. And so that's one question as you're listening and you're trying to like create what we'll call your scorecard of, hey, am I? Is my life showing fruit in these different areas of my life? One of the biggest questions is, are you looking for feelings? Are you looking for factual? So like on the parenting front, you could have a list of certain activities that my child should never be involved in or I failed as a parent, right? And it mm-hmm. becomes factuals. At the same time, I've I've encountered parents and I've encountered as a parent, there are certain things that my, my kid can say to me that hurt my feelings or... They can, you know, as they're growing up and changing and and hormones are everywhere, they can react in different ways. And all of a sudden, it's a do I feel like a good parent type deal. And it can be very, very different day to day. But one thing I always try to recognize when I create scorecards is to make sure I'm never too heavy one way or the other. Right. Because it can get very robotic. Like, that's where I will default to. Or in certain seasons, I can be the emotional basket case. And the danger with the feeling side of it yeah. is, is there's sometimes you can put unrealistic feelings yeah. out there, right? Yeah. yeah. Like you want something to change in such a way, but you're, well, a different conversation. If you're not willing to put the work in on it, right? you're just expecting the other person to, that doesn't work. Well, I think our feelings are based around our expectations. And kind of like what you were saying, if, if, if our feelings are leading us, we can have either unhealthy high or unhealthy low expectations versus just going, Hey, here's, here's the reality of the situation. Here's, here's the change that I can affect. And, and this is, this is what I am doing. And so those are very factual, uh, you know, just hard evidence to, to see in our lives. If we start going based on our feelings, you know, you can, you can eat something and it mess with your feelings, you know? So it's, it's one of those things we cannot base successes and failures on, on how we feel. We have to look at the evidence around us and go, am I moving forward or am I moving backwards? And then take that and, and adjust accordingly. Yeah. And so as we kind of talk through this and we start to ask the question of scorecard, like like how do we create for ourselves something that helps us know in whatever area it is. So it can be ministry, it can be work, it can be parents, it can be a new, you know, we, we joked earlier, everybody's got a new business they've started. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it can be that as well. Like, whatever it is, like, how do you know that you're being obedient and having an impact mm-hmm. when it's not all, all the, the math doesn't always add up that mm-hmm. way. Like, you don't always feel the impact. And here's one question before we make this scorecard. Um or a phrase that came to me that I like, I kind of want to like, like sort through and plain and simply this, when we talk about scripture and who we are before God, my question starts to be like the term servant or bond servant is used all the time. It, it literally translates. Like if you're looking for a literal translation, it's slave. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but that word has, has lots of different meanings mm-hmm. culturally. So mm-hmm. a lot of times we say servant. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only thing I don't like about using the word servant, like translating that word as servant is we like to think of it as a loose option you know, the American context, yeah. because we think of a servant as like a server right, or like somebody who 
happens to choose to wait tables right, at right, that yeah. moment. I, I, go do I chose to, to take yeah. this job. And yeah. so and it's, and it's a stronger word than that. But the idea within Scripture, like when we see the word bondservant, really is the idea that your joy comes from doing obediently the work of the master. Mm-hmm. And there's very few times I see in there where our outcome, this side of eternity, of, of, of the role that we played in it, is supposed to be the complete source of joy, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And so there's that tension that it builds that as I'm making my scorecard, I am I listing outcomes as my scorecard or am I listing obedient steps as mm-hmm. my scorecard, yeah. right? Yeah. And so it creates a tension. Yeah, because really that the, the scorecard of outcomes is up to God. Our, our goal, what he's asked us to do, is to obey him and to follow him. So I think... Man, that's that's awesome. Just to go, that that really is our scorecard. Not 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 the outcomes. Not not the things that we produce. Yep. Because we can't produce anything worthwhile apart from God moving yeah. in our lives. And I mean, when I think about that on the practical, it's like, you know, if you're you're, and this is sorry, this is how my how my brain processes this. When I think about this idea of the bond servant, right, that is tasked to do something. So let's say that the, the, the master, Old Testament style, tasks one of his bond servants to go build a house. And he gives him everything he needs to do it, and then he says, go and build this house. And then he goes out, and he gets some of the other guys, and they sit there, and they build, and they build this beautiful house. And then he comes back to the master and said, the work is done. And the master comes and sees the house, and he goes, great job. And then the master invites all his friends over, and he shows him shows them the house mm. that the master owns, that mm. the master now lives in. And who would all the friends say? Wow, you have a great house. You, you have know? a great yeah. house, right? And so there's like that that catalyst of, are we okay with that? Yeah. Are we okay? Love that picture, man. Because, because the thing is, are we okay with pleasing the master and that being our reward? Are we seeking... The, the 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 pleasure and the reward from from those other people that have come into the house to go and what a great house who built this like who who did this and the master going oh it was so and so who did this you know right it was my bond servant or are we satisfied and content with just being the bond servant that pleased the master okay now let's let's twist this further I'm gonna I'm gonna run this analogy in the ground right now, now this okay. is good stuff, all right so man. here we go so now let's say that this event has happened the house is recently finished it's done and now you're the bond servant that lives on the master's property and you're around the house. Well, what happens when you walk by the house? Do you look at that house and be like, yeah, I did that. Mm. Or, mm, man, I'm so glad I got to do that. Or is your joy seeing the master living in the house? Seeing yeah. the master use the house to, to, to entertain guests? Or do you walk by the house and allow bitterness to swell up and go, I hate that house. I put so much work into it and so much time into it. Mm, there it is. And no one ever even knows what I've done. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be really honest. Yeah. That mood right there, when I encounter people who have been like who aren't in ministry and something negative happened, that's the mood. Yeah. Right? And I think that's a fear I have. Like like that is a fear of like I don't know how I would process it either. Like mm-hmm. if if I'm out of ministry and it wasn't like God led me somewhere else, but like something like I I didn't do my job or whatever. 
that's my fear point right there. Am I going to taste that level? And I mean, I, you could describe that as marriage, broken parenting relationships, mm-hmm. former jobs. Mm-hmm. Like that's a mood that we always want to have. I also want to like, let's twist this analogy a little further. Okay. What happens when the master needs another house built and he asks a different bond servant to build it? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. He says, he says to you, uh, just go watch the sheep. Uh, Bill, because it sounds like Bill, I guess is why you use that name, uh, is going to take command of building this next house. And then he, the bondservant builds a house, and he, let's say he builds it better than you. It's a bigger, nicer house that he has built for the master. What's your mood? Right? <laughs> you don't even have to see Let me rephrase it. Yeah. Forget it. Yeah. Forget what the house looks yeah. like. All you know is, is like you did it this last time, and now somebody else has been exactly. asked to do it. Exactly. Right? Do you go, wow, I was used by the master to build something for him. And, and, and can you celebrate for that other person to go, man, I know what the joy it was to build something for him and to see him enjoy it. Yep. I'm happy for, for Bill who gets to build the next one. Are we bitter towards Bill? For building a bigger, better house. Right. I mean, wonderful. But I mean, and it really is like it's it's a wrestling heart issue. Yeah. And it and it's a very slippery slope. And I think that's where it always goes back to this. But if you are in a season where you're diving deep in your walk with God, you find joy in the master being glorified, whether you had anything to do with it or not. Yeah. So, so along those lines, I, and, and I don't know all the metrics that you have for building the scorecard on, on your notes, but, but some of the things that came up to me in my mind while we were talking were, um, again, just, just kind of wondering as you, as you build your scorecard, is your goal to minimize you and to maximize God in this, based on this illustration too. So if you're doing your scorecard, that's a question you have. Who are you minimizing and who are you maximizing? And if it's if it's anything other than minimizing yourself and maximizing God, then I think that's that's a pretty off balance scorecard. The other thing that came to my mind was when you're when you're wondering is it is am I making a difference or who who's making this difference in my life, is to ask yourself the question, is the impact bigger than me? Because if the impact is is not bigger than you, meaning it hinges on you. If you're in the room, it's going great. If you're out of the room, it kind of falls apart. I'm I'm truly convicted and, and feel like in my life, and when I look back over the things that God has used me for, it's always bigger than myself. It's all, He's always wanting to do something bigger than me. Kind yep. of like in this building analogy, he He wanted this person to build the home so he could have people come into the home, and that was the purpose of that. It wasn't... So this person could go, hey, look what you built, look what you've done. It was, I need something done that that's bigger than you, and I need you to be a part of it. And so if if you're looking at your scorecard and it's, nope, it's actually not bigger than me, it, it really kind of you know rises and falls with me, then you might need to check your motives, you might need to check what you're doing, because I think that God really always leads us to do things bigger than ourselves. Absolutely. And... Once again, I do think this is this is a point of wrestle because of the sinful nature within us, and that's the thing. And I think, yeah, man, it's it's just really hard not to draw this all back to, like, where's your focus, mm-hmm. right? 
Because if we get all up in our own feelings and who we are and all this, and, and we just get completely lost in the dynamic. Yeah. And I, But I do think, like you were talking about, having those, and I had some up on my board that I erased, unfortunately, because I was going to share them. So I was trying to rewrite them while you were talking because I was getting my, my scorecard. Um, but I really had these three questions. I got a picture of it on my phone I'm going to put back up. And they kind of went something like this. Is I had this, this is like a super old school um, church mission diagram but it was like up out in down so you have arrows going mm. and so there were something along the lines of like for the down arrow it was like hey who did you help today meaning like who was who was somebody who was who was down that you helped come up or mm. that you helped them accomplish a task that was not your task right and mm. then the end one was obviously your relationship with god the out one was hey how did you help how did you reach or connect with someone who doesn't know christ today mm. Right. And then the up one is like, how are you moving your organization forward for the glory of God? Mm. And I kind of had those written up there and I had, I, I need to find them and, and, and put them back up. But those are ones that like I had on my board for about two weeks because I was in this point where I was asking myself a question of, am I actually making a difference? Mm-hmm. And I tried to write those metrics in a way very similar to yours that were heart issues, but that were easily identifiable where I could put a name in the blank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think in that with that illustration it's it's what are you building? You know, if yep. if you're if you're building yourself, are you building others around you? And and I think a, a truly impactful leader, we mentioned this, is is a servant leader, is someone who is serving the Lord, serving others, uh, and puts themselves not second, but third in yep. that in that equation. And along those lines, you know, one of the questions that that I wrestle with too is you know who determines our impact? Is it is it us or is it those that are affected by it? And I think so often we can go, let me run off this laundry list of things that I've done to impact people. Well, that's that's not really your impact. Like that's that's what you're saying you've done. That's yeah. that's your accomplishments. Your impact will be seen in the fruit, like we mentioned at the, the beginning of the podcast, in the lives of those that have been, you know, under your leadership or under your kind of guidance and leading. So, so that's really how you determine your impact is through others. We don't determine our own impact, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Well, we hope this was helpful. This is obviously one of those topics Justin and I are still processing. We're still figuring it out along with you. Uh, We hope you enjoyed it and we will see you next week.